So my name is Hannah, I'm on the leadership team here at Freedom Church and um, I'll be leading us through the next part of our time this morning whereby we delve into the Bible, God's breathing and living word, uh, to be challenged, to be encouraged and to have our eyes open to what God might be saying to us today. So have your ears tuned in to what God might be saying to you. Anyone need their eyes opening? Some of us might need our eyes propping open, uh, particularly those who are uh, working shifts or parenting or have any sort of stress in their lives, which is basically everyone. So turn to the person next to you, to your left or to your right, and look into their eyes and say, you are loved. Tell them, go on, tell them, you are loved. You are loved. You are loved, not by just us or each other or friends, family, but you are loved by the God of the heavens and the earth. You are loved by Jesus Christ, the one who died for you, for the world, so that we could have life. And it's his words that we'll be reading today. We're going to be looking at those red-lettered uh, uh, scripture in, the, in your Bibles and some of your Bibles. So let's take a look at the next beatitude, walking the way of Jesus. Sim and Rob have already brought the first two beatitudes. We're on a third today. And uh, this is what it says in Matthew 5, uh, Verse 5, Jesus says, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Now, as many of you know, um, my husband Jordan and I are big movie fans. Love a good movie, love a good film. Uh, we love the cinema, Showcase is the only one to go to. Uh, we love the stories that movies tell in a way that they do. They, they use camera angles, costumes, makeup, uh, set designs, music. The script has a big part to play in the casting of those characters. We, we love them. And uh, I wonder, when was the last time you cried during a movie? Hands up, who's a, who's a movie crier? I'm a, I'm a big movie crier. Uh, but it got me thinking, you know, and the, the, well, the last, well, what was the last film you cried at? Um, mine was probably Onward, which is a Disney Pixar when I was watching it with Caleb. And that was just yesterday. Uh, I cried daily because we watch movies quite a lot. Um, but it got me thinking about why we cry at movies, why we cry. There are so many reasons why. Of course there is and different for every movie. But it could be, it could be different such as uh, we might relate to a character. Uh, or it might be that we empathise or can sympathise with what's going on in the story. It could be because that we've uh, been reminded of something that brings to the surface, surface certain uh, emotions that we never knew we had. <laughs> uh, movies have the power to do that. But for me, and you know, it's normal, uh, it's normally because the characters finally find the strength within them to overcome. That's what normally gets me. It normally gets me when the character at the beginning of the movie feels inadequate, feels oppressed, feels weak or worthless. And by the end of the movie, through a series of events normally, um, they have found that hidden strength that they finally discover that was in them the whole time. Now, strength is a powerful thing. Strength is, is power. Uh, it's, it's one we all have. Now, why am I rattling on about strength when we're talking about blessed 
are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Well, it's because of this. Who are the meek? Who are the meek? What does a person who is meek look like? Well, some would argue that to be meek is to be weak. Now, they might think that's cool because it rhymes. Some would argue that they find those who are meek pushovers or similar to a doormat that people can walk over. Some would define those who are meek to be humble or quiet. But the meekness described and used throughout the Bible means something way more profound than that. Meekness is the complete opposite to weakness. Because when Jesus says, blessed are the meek, he's talking about those who have a a huge amount of strength, but have it under control. Think of a fully grown man, a dad, perhaps, taking on his five-year-old child in a rough and tumble wrestle. The dad could end it at any moment. Boom, you're done, down. I win. But the dad controls his strength for the benefit of his child, for the joy of the moment of playing with each other. So to be meek looks like having strength but under control. And so what does that strength within us look like? Well, the dad wrestling the child has strength in his bones and his muscle in the size of his body. But when one is meek, the strength looks a little differently. And the message paraphrase of this scripture helps us to unpack this further. And the message paraphrase reads like this. Matthew 5, verse 5, it says, You are blessed, you're blessed when you're content with just who you are. No more, no less. That's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. You're blessed when you are content. Not with your life or with what you have, but content with who you are, content with who God has created you to be, content with who you are in Jesus And it's then, not before, it's then you find wholeness. It's then that you find yourself satisfied, proud and honoured to have everything that can't be bought. You see, when we are simply content with those who are in Christ, when we are content in who God has created us to be, when we are satisfied by him and him alone, we become delighted. We become free of those things that can be bought um, in Audi or Amazon. Matthew 5, 5, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Now, check this out, right? This is cool. This is really cool. The Greek word prows, I think that's how you pronounce it, which is in Matthew 5, 5, has traditionally been translated to meek, was used back in the day uh, to define a horse trained for battle. Now, Sim, uh, our fearless leader, has written about this in his book. If you want to check it out, he probably explains it way better than, uh, than I do. But um, but Sim writes about really cool stuff. And whilst we're on it, I just want to honour Sim and bless him. He's great. Thank you for all you do for us. 
I know that you pray for us, you lead us so well, and so we want to bless you and honour you wherever you are. I think you might be in Abbey Hall, um, but those around are just blessing. We bless you in Jesus' name for all you do, and we're just really grateful for that. And uh, I am thankful that you write about really cool things like this. Uh, so to the horses, right? The Greek word prows, translated into English as the word meek, was used to define a horse trained in battle. Because what would happen is wild stallions were brought down from the mountains and trained for riding. Some were used to pull carriages, some were used for racing, uh, but the best of the best were trained for war. War. Give us a growl, come on. You're with me, right? I trust that you're with me. Give me a war growl. Uh, they trust about uh, war. The best were trained for war because they engaged their fierce spirit, bravery and power which they had within them, but they were able to still be super disciplined. They could gallop into battle at 35 miles an hour. That's quite fast for a horse. 35 miles an hour and stop at just one word. They wouldn't be afraid of the firing arrows or the spears or the torches that were coming their way. It was those horses who would be described as meeked. They were said to be meeked. To be meeked in this context was to be transformed from being wild, from being untrained and disobedient, to being completely loyal to and dependent upon their master. These horses became submissive, but by Joe, they were anything but spineless. They embodied strength under control. And what a powerful and stunning picture of what it looks like to be meek. To be disciples of Jesus can often be perceived as something that is the opposite of that, that is weak. We can be described as powerless or feeble or wet or quiet, all those gross words that no one wants to be described as. But it's, it's a complete opposite because God, the almighty God of the heavens of the earth, the powerful God, the Jesus that turned over the tables, the spirit that came in power like tongues of fire on the disciples' head, that God has called us to be meek, to be strong, to be confident in our God, uh, that he has created us to be strong. He, the God of Abraham, the God of Moses, Daniel, Ruth, Jonah, Mary, Paul and John, he has called us to be content in him, in the one who is greater than any other. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. They will have everything they need. They will have everything they need. They will never go without and they will never be alone. And the more I've studied meekness uh, over the last couple of weeks and reflected on it, I'm convinced that it is something that we can become. You don't just, you're not born meek. It's something that we grow into, that we can learn, something that we can develop in. And Moses, right, let's talk about Moses for a little while. Uh, some of you may know he is described as very meek. And in Numbers 12, after the writer of Numbers describes Moses as very meek, um, a moment takes place whereby God defends Moses to Miriam and Aaron 
who have just been complaining about him. They complain about him and God summons them. It's like being called into the head teacher's office, isn't it? <laughs> uh, you've, done a, you've done a bad thing, come and see me. So God summons them to his presence. And from verse 6 in Numbers 12, God says this to them. Listen to my words. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. But this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house and with him I speak face to face. Clearly and not in riddles, he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? How, it's like he's saying, how dare you? How, how could you not have been afraid to speak against this guy who I've given such authority and strength to? And what a, a moment for Moses, for God to, uh, to defend him. Moses was, was content, he was meek, he was strong, but he was contained and self-controlled. And God defended him on his behalf. Moses must have been so confident in his relationship with God, so much that God describes him like he does, the one who is faithful and therefore is the one who God speaks to directly. Moses was a man who was fiery. He was brave. You can read about it um, throughout the Old Testament. He was strong, but he was still submissive, obedient and dependent upon God. Here's the thing, though. Moses wasn't always like that. <laughs> we read about it. He makes mistakes. He disobeys God and he doubts his ability but he overcame and he found the strength from God within him and grew in that meekness. So much so that God honours him in his submission and loyalty so that he speaks to him face to face. I remember uh, a number of moments throughout my life um, of discouragement and hurt I've experienced after having kind of spoken up for Jesus. But one of them is, is really unique because... Um, it was one in hindsight that taught me a little bit about meekness. I was on the field with some of my mates at, uh, in my last year of secondary school as the bell went uh, after uh, the break. And uh, we stopped playing football, obviously, because that's what we did all the time. Uh, we picked up our bags that were playing the role of goalpost. Um, some of you know what I'm talking about. And uh, we just started chatting away. And I don't remember much of the conversation, but I probably... Um, well, we, we ended up chatting about church and faith, as sometimes we did when I was in conversation. Um, it was sometimes all I could ever think about because I just loved it. Um, but it was, it was in that moment um, where the conversation uh, quickly turned a little uh, harsh. And all of a sudden, my friend, friend turned to me and, uh, and said something... Um, that I won't repeat now because it, it was so disgusting and disrespectful to Jesus and was really upsetting to hear. And in that moment, looking back, ugh, I learnt what it was to be meek because I walked away in tears because of how disgusting the comment was. And I was only young. I knew how um, disrespectful it was to, to Jesus. 
And I, but I walked away in tears. But when I was walking away in that moment, I remember just being really proud to have Jesus as my king. Even though th this comment had kind of fired my way, and it did upset me, of course it did, but I found myself just grinning from ear to ear because I was so confident that I was on the right team, that I was loved by God and it, it, it didn't change anything. I, w I was so convinced that Jesus is the way and that I was doing the right thing. I believe that in that moment, I'd been strengthened by God. That was so contained that I didn't feel the need to, to lash out. I mean, I'm weak, but I can, you know, I can do a bit of a swing. But I, I didn't feel the need to have to, to come back with, with anything. I just walked away being proud of who I was in Jesus. And I remember feeling like I was on cloud nine, um, like I'd inherited the whole universe. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And like Moses, I remember, um, well, I, I, I'm a mistake maker. Uh, I make mistakes, of course I do. I, I'm fearful at times. I'm, uh, I'm a doubter like all of us can be at times. But I'm just so grateful that God stoops down to each one of us to teach us, to transform us and to walk with us as we grow in meekness. And so the challenge is to become someone who is meek. Blessed are the meek. The challenge is to become someone who is confident and content in Jesus so that we are fully dependent on him. And it starts with that journey of accepting who God has created us to be. It starts with remembering and remembering and remembering again that we are accepted, that we are significant and that we are secure, not in ourselves, not in anyone else, not in anything that this world can offer, but in Jesus and Jesus alone. When we humble ourselves before God and understand that we are nothing without him we are strengthened we are exalted and we receive that all god has for us and ephesians ephesians 2 sums it up perfectly i'd love to read uh, quite a big chunk of it um, so if you want to close your eyes you can um, but i'm going to read this out and just soak it in just take it in and ask god to speak to you once you were dead. Because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil. The commander of the powers in the unseen world. And, and he is the spirit of work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way. Following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature... And by our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy. 
that he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point us in all future ages, examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us has shown in all that he's done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things that he has planned for us long ago. When we humble ourselves and understand that we are nothing without Christ, we become content with who God has created us to become. He's created us to become strong. And as we enter into the position of being fully dependent on Jesus, it's then that we have life. I've asked the worship team to um, lead us in a couple of songs as we reflect on God's word that focuses on the truths about who we are and who God is. And uh, our response then to salvation, to God's grace and God's gift of life, is to worship him, is to bow down before him and give him all and to choose to be fully dependent upon him. And I'll finish with this. Um, and these are, this is just a list of truths that will help us as we journey on this um, transformation to meekness you are loved so we started this we're ending you are loved you are a child of God you are a friend of Jesus you have been forgiven for all of your sins you are complete because Jesus has made you whole you are free from shame and guilt you have not been given a spirit of fear but of power love and sound mind you are God's temple the place in which he makes his home you may approach God with freedom and with confidence you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that you choose to stoop down and journey with us. And we're so grateful, Jesus, for your words. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And God, we are so, we are so longing and we just desire so deeply to be meek, to be content in who you are. To be content with who we are and who you've created us to be. We're so content, Jesus, in you. We want to be strong in this world, but under your authority. We want to be strong, not because we've chosen strength, God, but because you have given it to us. 
and said, Father, would you help us? Help us by your, your spirit to grow in meekness. We pray in your name, Jesus. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.